0: Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome.
1: Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free, so enjoy the show.
2: Well, a boy's best friend
0: is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now
1: you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler,
2: has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel
0: like you're killing the mommy gang. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna.
1: We have uh, an incredible woman on today, Mandana Dayani. She is one of the founders of I Am a Voter. Uh, just so accomplished, and so many incarnations of her life, and like the fact that she talked about mommy judgment with us, like so candidly, and she's just so cool. She's I great. I can't wait for you guys to hear this show. Um, and talking about cool. You oh need, my god! Uh, glasses?
2: Do you ever? Do I? How I cool always do you glasses. look? Okay, so let's talk about this. So Jamie Fox, Ashley Benson, and Haley Steinfeld, who are all like super cool and gorgeous, yes, um, started this company called. Privé Revo, I love saying that, and it was founded on the belief that the head-turning style shouldn't be a luxury reserved for just a select few.
1: That's right. So they designed um, high-designer sunglasses and anti-blue light and reader glasses starting at just $29.95. They're all handcrafted with high standards and low prices, polarized lenses,
2: 100% UVA-UVB protection. Uh, affordable high quality and handcrafted eyewear and by the way at twenty nine ninety five, like you don't just have to buy one hopefully you could buy like three and pair them with different outfits so yes. one day you could be like sexy Jamie it's an accessory and the, and the next day you could be like super Smart. studious yes. studious Jamie yeah. I'll, I'm happy to model it for you Great. so
1: shop prframes.com and enjoy 15% off your first purchase using the following promo code mama15
2: this is Mama Said with
1: Jamie and Jenna Hello, hello, and welcome to Mama Said. I know you guys hear us every week, but actually, Jenna and I—it's been a month a since month. we've been in the
2: studio. I've uh, not physically seen you in a month, yeah, or maybe over. Yeah,
1: I was in Vancouver you. shooting a movie, so that's—I'm going to get right to it. The win fails. Mommy win. <laughs> Mommy fail. We're taking. That a was fiction. my win. Um, I shot a movie in Vancouver. I had the time of my life. Came back, started shooting another movie here in LA, and I'm starting another movie tomorrow. So mama's been busy. <laughs> you so sound like you're a little speedy right now. I Well, I'm drinking this pour over coffee that Will gave me because I literally walked in here like night of the living dead. I'm so tired. My fail is that the terrible twos have started. Oh, my God. I escaped them somehow with Bo. Jack is the like definite. If you looked up what a baby can be in the terrible twos, he has become that. Tell us. He's still so sweet and cuddly, but it's like... Just freaking out about everything. Like if he sees, um, uh, like he he likes to watch videos on my phone when I change his poops because otherwise it's like an octopus and I can't like wrestling. hope that shit
2: doesn't fall in the poopy, no pun intended. No,
1: it, he holds it well. So he okay. watches videos of himself on and Bo on yeah. my phone. And if he presses the wrong run or he gets my tech messages, he just chucks my phone and starts screaming. Or like he he just throwing his dinner and hitting me and pulling my hair last night because he just was. he was tired like
2: it's i have the best idea for you after i'm gonna tell you tell me I okay just, I just don't really complain quickly about it i anymore. saw an instagram ad where you put your phone down it hot like it It projects it up to the ceiling oh is that the like netflix thing i'm yes! seeing. oh <laughs> so i should use that on his changing table yeah, it's not only for netflix they just did that oh no, like, yeah, yeah 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 just like put your phone on the floor and have it yeah but he likes to scroll um, he's, he's he's all right
1: he's Right picky, now, picky and choosy. Um,
2: so just pray for us. Okay, for you. What's your win? Fils? Um, okay, my win is that I I did my mammogram and I am okay. Yes. I know a lot of people always ask me, like, have you gone to your mammogram? I get a lot of DMs about it, which is really nice. That's sweet. My mammogram is fine. If you guys don't know or don't follow my crazy fears about you know breast cancer and cancer in general, um, I've been they've been watching something on my breast and um, I've had to go every six months and. The appointment two days ago was literally the scariest appointment of my life because um, they kept coming back for extra pictures and extra pictures. And they said they didn't need an ultrasound. Then they decided to. And, you know, nurses and everyone, they're not allowed to tell you anything until the radiologist comes. And my mom was with me. And long story short, it was a um, very scary appointment. But she came and she said everything was OK. Through My big win, besides being OK, is that um, I practiced for about a month before this with my therapist that... Um, like meditation, mantras every morning. And I went into it um, less nervous than I was before. And that's a huge win for me. And I was able, when I get bad thoughts throughout the day about being scared, I'm able to shut them down. And I've been really practicing hard. I'm
1: very proud of
2: you. So I'm proud of myself. Um, I almost don't want you to say a fail because
1: that's how proud I am of you. Like, let's not even say a negative. Okay, well, okay, okay we won't Can't, okay good yeah let's i'm mean, you're like okay. you're in a zone right now yeah. let's not talk about I anything feel good. negative until we get into our topic great. of the day <laughs> great so we're going to be right back with the wonderful intelligent inspiring and gorgeous mandana diani she is going to talk about many things with us this multifaceted human uh but we will first and mainly cover mommy judgment she she brought this up to me when we were talking about a topic for today and i'm so glad she did because i realized we haven't talked about we that yet we have not we talk about it with ourselves a lot look we all do it we've all felt it but i think it's time to stop it's bs and we need to support each other so let's we're going to be right back with mandana
2: OK, so when I got married like a gazillion years ago, I'm just kidding. It was not <laughs> that long ago. Um, I wish I would have used Zola. It um, makes every bride a happier human. I mean, I was not bridezilla, but if I had Zola, I would be like the chillest bride in the world because it really just takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites. And it has the literally the easiest wedding registry. I just did it with my girlfriend who got mm-hmm. engaged and affordable invite suites and so much more.
1: It makes the wedding registry process so much easier and fun. They're the only place where you can register for your honeymoon funds, which is, I think a lot of people are doing now more than, like, actual, like, wine glasses. Honey funds is great ideas. Gift cards, along with physical gifts. They carry so many of your favorite brands, from OXO to Cuisinart to Brooklinen, Airbnb. Couples and guests love the free shipping, smart returns, price matching, group gifting, and more.
2: Oh, my God. There's so much good stuff on this. So, you guys... um, Build your free wedding website on Zola and get fifty dollars towards your registry. Just go to Zola.com slash mama and get started today. So go to Zola, Zola.com slash
1: mama. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we are back. Today's guest, she is the creator and co-founder of I Am a Voter, a nonpartisan movement she aims to create a cultural shift around voting and civic engagement. She began her career as a corporate attorney, then worked as a talent agent before going in-house to work for Rachel Zoe to launch her collection and lead her company to become what it is today. Then after six years, she joined EBTH as chief brand officer, where she served on the leadership team to raise $84.5 million in venture capital. And if that's not impressive enough, she founded the Learning Series, an event series for women leaders. But above all, she's a mom of two gorgeous girls, Anderson and Miller, Please welcome Mandana. Hi Mandana. Hi. Hi. You're just s-
0: so fun. Ah.
1: I never get to see you guys. I I know. Know. It's great. It's been a very long time. <laughs> yes. But well, you've been very busy.
0: I, yes, I have been. And making humans and keeping them alive is
1: not so easy. No. As yeah, you learn. You had hard way. jobs, and even you can say that's the hardest job in the world by far. Yes. Uh, it's hard to imagine anyone ever judging you because of how accomplished and wonderful you are, but I, we want to throw it to you first, and maybe tell us any experiences you've had with mommy judgment it was It was so weird to me because I love women like I
0: love communities of women, I love women who support each other and when i s when I had my daughter and I worked, I worked a lot. And you just, I don't know if you guys have read that book called Mommy Wars. No. But it was so fascinating. It was like this study of all these different women who all lived very different lives and how much judgment there was between them all. And so I would, you know, anything I did, there was judgment about why are you traveling? Are you home? You work? So, like, what does that mean? Do you get to see your kids? Like, yes, I get to see my kids. Like, yeah, what course. is that? Even, what kind of question is that to ask? And then how much, pl- like, you have a Ziploc bags? Like, right. I, you know, oh my God. Just It's just a big usage spectrum. and then the, you know, screen time usage and everything. It would just constantly felt like moms had an opinion, but it wasn't like a helpful, hey, by the way, like if you do this, everything's going to be a lot easier. It was the, this, you know, moms who worked looking down on moms who don't and moms who don't looking down on moms mm-hmm. who do. And then the ones who use plastic and the ones who, I mean, it was like. Guys, we're all doing our best. And I felt like every time I would give someone any sort of advice, it was like, listen, this shit's hard. So do whatever you have to do to keep your life as sane as possible. Keep your marriage as strong as possible. Keep your partnership and your family happy. Like, you need help? Ask for help. Like, you need to to take shortcuts? Take shortcuts. And I feel like there's this permission that that I, I wish more women gave to each other to just, like, take it easy on themselves. Yes. And I don't know, just I think Instagram also makes this a lot harder because, like, you think that you're supposed to have, like, rosemary wrapped in twine around next to your (laughs) dinner plate. And I'm like, no, we use paper plates because I can't wash the dishes. So
2: it's funny that you're saying that because that's where I start judging. (laughs) And I'm being completely honest. Like, when I see the moms who are having these dinner parties all the time and, like, everything is perfect, I'm judging them being like, okay, like – you're putting this on Instagram, but you're not showing how you got that table ready. Like, how did you do it with all that time? Like, show your like, I'm judging them for not you mean, showing show you have help. Yes. Yeah, showing the help behind that. Like, I'm actually sitting there being like, that's not fair. I know you didn't do this alone with your kids. Like, show me the real truth. And that's a judge. I,
1: I, I think I'm on board with you in that, too. I think we both know people that are very fortunate in like the amount of help that they have it makes you can make you feel bad for a minute about yourself. Like, oh, am I doing a disservice to my child because I don't do all these things? But then, like, I can't. I physically can't. And, and you don't need to. And, you, and I think yes. that's the
0: part that everyone misses. Like, <laughs> it's awesome if you can, but it's not necessary. Like, your kids are going to be fine. Just do your best. Like, I remember I did this panel, and it was one of those, like, working mom panels. And everyone, all the other women... We're so reluctant to admit, or we're weirdly apologetic about having nannies. And I was like, guys, <laughs> this is—you're setting up other women to fail. Like mm-hmm. we, ha- like a lot of us have nannies when we work. It's awesome. My nanny is yes, amazing. Of, Mine, even, even if you empowered. don't work,
1: some women still have nannies, of course, and it's okay. And, yes.
0: And, and like the more honest you are about what it takes to just like keep shit alive, is like the the harder you make it for other women who have kids. Around you and after you because they have really false expectations. Yes. And I think that – I was like, maybe I'm doing this wrong. Like I've – you know, people were constantly making me feel like I was either not spending enough time with my kids. And I'm like, but I'm a great mom. I don't understand why this person is trying to make me feel so bad. Good
1: for you. You know, I feel like I feel guilty before I even interact with women like even in my own home like nobody's watching me and nobody's seeing the choices I make and the guilt will start to creep in and like even when I've already made the choice i think because of the judgment i assume i would get from mm-hmm. others because of this like screen time like my kids get a lot of screen time they do they also get a lot of play time they get a lot of outside they get a lot of learning but in the reality is when i'm with my kids a lot of the day Physically, I can't play all day. Like I just can't it's do situational. that situation. Yeah. So in order for me to cook the meal that I want or the cook the dinner that I want for my family, they get their iPads for twenty-five minutes so I can make dinner when I don't have help. When I have my nanny there, I can be on the floor and do things like that. But I judge myself because I, of the judgment <clears throat> I assume I'm getting from others and I try to give myself their permission to be like, Jamie, they're great kids. They're well adjusted, even though Jack's a terror right now, like they're <laughs>
2: but that's textbook. It, it's but like, normal. The,
1: like I just had Bo's teacher parent teacher conference and I was worried about his reading because I don't read with him a lot at home anymore. It's been kind of like such a shuffle at bedtime. And she was like, He's on point. He's okay. Like, don't stress about By like, the, way, the fact that
2: he's not reading independently yet. I love that you just admitted that because that you don't read to him a lot anymore because most parents would sit here and be like, I read to my kid every single night. Like, you know, they don't. You know, it's of like there's so not. many little lies that parents will say just to make them seem like the picture perfect mom, especially on Instagram. And if we were just honest, like you just saying that made me feel so much better about not reading a million books every single night you know what i mean like i know it's like such a thing where all yeah. parents like think like they have to like do this like certain routine to like make their kids grow stronger and better readers and but you just saying like i don't read every single night like i'm not doing it to him a lot and you were concerned about that yeah. it makes all of us and me feel like they're normal
0: well glennon doyle who's like one of my heroes yes. i remember she posted once and was like I'm really good at a lot of things. I hate playing with my kids. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so happy that you said that. I mean she's so, she dances with them in her kitchen for hours every yeah. night and right. they do all these fun things. She's like, I just like the tea set thing. It's just not my thing. Right.
1: And just, my best friend Lindsay is like that. She's like, she, I and she I is very honest about it. I never play with them and she never bathes them. But they're obsessed with her and she's a wonderful mom and like supporting like yeah. her son's a young actor and supporting him in his career. But like she's just it's just not – like, she even came over yesterday, and she was like, oh, now I can hang with Jack. Now he's yeah. like, a little more fun. Like, the baby thing is just, like, not –
0: Yeah. Like, and that's okay. Like, totally okay. I remember the ju- – like, people asking me,
2: like, You're, oh, you miss bath?
0: Yeah, um, I, I have to miss bath. Like, I love – My kid's going
2: to be fine. What do you mean? I, I purposely – when I go out, I purposely get a nanny to come for bath time and bedtime so I can piece the fuck out of here. See, I <laughs> – and see, I, know, I have and, so much judgment
1: on myself. I know And you such do. guilt – Because when I work, I'm gone. Like, I was just gone for 12 days from them. I will purposely either not play plans with my girlfriends or say I'm coming late to dinner because I'm going to go to bath and bed. But it's not healthy for me. That's the reason why I feel like I'm stretched so thin right now. Because I'll drive home for an hour to be with them and I drive back over the hill to go do my work because I feel like even though somebody's being paid to watch them that they love and she loves them.
2: And I would probably do the same, to be honest, if I, if I was working as much as you. I would yeah. probably do the same. I'd probably make that effort if I hadn't seen my children in, you know, weeks at a time. I would do the same. But
0: that you. to me is different than the judgment. I mean, we put on each other too. Yes. And I think that and, and so much of that comes from this really, really contrived community of we make our snacks. We don't use plastic. We, like, every, it just, it's too much. And, and it's I like agree. an overcorrection for the problems of the past. And, and like, Parent, like families are messy it's like not easy having kids keeping the kitchen clean it's just like not normal like no one actually can live that way and no one really needs to and yes. I think the more we share these stories which is why I love that you guys do this is like the easier it is for moms to just have more realistic expectations yeah. for themselves so they don't put that burden on themselves that you do <clears throat> times a million which is like a constant feeling of failure.
1: It, okay. and social but media also, takes it to a whole other level. I I love being influenced, like the next person. I love I love seeing beautiful images, but Jen and I said this money. many times. But I I I wish that there was more transparency with, like I think women should take the responsibility that if you know that you have a huge following, especially of other moms. And okay, if this if this is beliefs that you you have that are very strong about yeah. the environment and things like that, that's great. But be honest in how you're getting there, so so people don't feel pressure because, like you said, some people don't have the means, they don't have the time, they don't have the help to live that life. But even like you said, Madonna, like, but you also don't need to live this perfectly disciplined. Life.
0: I mean, and and again, it's a give and take. Like some things you will do and maybe plastic is important to you and you take that on and that's fantastic. I will never have a completely organic household because I just can't. I don't have the bandwidth. I cannot go to Whole Foods and spend eight hours a day there. I just don't have the time. Like I need to use Amazon. I cannot be made to feel guilty about my packages. I don't have time to go to like Rite Aid and Walmart and Kmart and all the other places I need to go to. So I I can't – it's – again i think do as much as you can but you mm-hmm. don't have to do all of it and and i don't need other people to make me feel like shit about it and i think that you know some of the things that just become so hard are these expectations of what you're supposed to do and people that that awkward judgment when you say you're going like i remember my friend said she was going to go on a trip with her husband for 10 days and everyone was like oh but what, what are you gonna do with the kids and she's like they're gonna stay home right they're like <laughs> you're gonna leave your kids for 10 days like she's a grown up. She made that decision with her yeah. husband. Like yeah. she does not need your opinion on whether that's okay or not. And
2: you know what? I am guilty of judging moms too. I think we all are. We've all done it, but I'm going to make a pact right here to stop doing it. It's not healthy. Um There's I, no when I became handbook. when I became a mom, I really was um I I really really made a pact to not judge as much because a lot of things I was just like wow, I I didn't know shit before I was a mom. Right. And it put me in my place, but we all have to do better and not judge. And I'm gonna just like make a pact right here to not do it, because it's, it's.
1: Do you ever get insecure? But I'll join that pack with you, by the way. But do you ever get insecure about things you're gonna post, anticipating the comments or judgment all the that you time? Get? Me too. Yeah. I think about I it I find all the myself time. not posting things all just for that reason. Yeah.
0: I literally will call my best friend and I'm like, is this douchey before I post most things? I, because think, I, I think
2: everything I post is douchey. Me too. I'm so nervous about it. And wow. I don't even have a big following. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm so nervous. about. It. And there's certain people also, like certain moms that I have in my head that I'm like, oh, she's going to think I'm like such a loser. Yeah, yeah. And that is toxic. Why do I give a fuck about those certain moms?
0: I released so much of that last year. and How? And that whole, How? Be, well, for me, the the whole journey in creating I'm a Voter was really um, – it completely changed my life. It was, one, unified, like, all the women that I loved the most and who were just awesome, and we all sat in a room and we all worked together, and it's, like, 30 women who inspire me so much. But it also just became very clear, like, these are the people that support you, and these are the people that don't mm. support you. These are the people that care about something outside of mascara tutorials, and these are the people who – Think anything other than that is off brand. And I was like, listen, God bless you, but like, I'm just not in that space right now. Mm -hmm. And it just really kind of, there was so much clarity. Like, I think even as women, and especially women who work and live in LA, like, we spend a lot of time like going to our friends' launches and helping support everybody and doing these things. And we're going to network. And then you have kids, and you're like, I don't have time to go to all this shit. So you become really protective of the time and the people that you support. And I am the worst at asking for favors. I just never did it ever in my whole life. And then once this thing came about, I was like, all right, guys, dial yeah. it and phoning it in. Yeah. And there is just blanket clarity. Like, these are the people that are going to show up for you. And these are the people who don't respond to your emails. And that, it's just, I, there's no reason to fight it. And it's it was the yeah. same thing when I got married or all the moments in your life that are so exciting. You see the people who are happy for you. Mm-hmm. You see the people that are slightly awkward, slightly judgmental. And that's like cut release they're just like you don't have time
2: i love it i i noticed that when i because i didn't have a job for i was a stay-at-home mom for a long time um and with milo and daisy and i didn't work until this podcast I love and i names. noticed oh thank you thanks i feel like we see each other in A&Ls, like every day yeah. all the time um but i feel like when i had this job a lot of moms like came out of the like came out of nowhere and was, like wanted to like be a part of I don't know if that's like a negative or a positive but all of a sudden like the moms who like never spoke to me which by the way I'm not I love all moms like I, I don't have any you know ba- but just you know those moms that like were never there all of a sudden oh you have a podcast hi how are you do you ever feel that way like you you have this all like a brand that of you of course and I I mean like I don't you're know you're a if celebrity it's... now Jenna <laughs> <laughs> definitely not <laughs> But anyway, but I just think but, it's funny. But
1: it, but it's, it's like Mandana said, it's the clarity that you get. And I think as you get older, you just trim it because you, you're right. Your time does become more precious. What, where you give your energy and time is so important. At the end of the day,
0: I remember when my husband and I were planning our wedding guest list, and we both gave each other like full veto power. And we decided if you can't name where they went to college and all of their Ooh. siblings' names, they're not your. Friend. Wow. And you realize how many people in your life you've had, like, 30 dinners with and you don't know They're whether laughing. they have a brother or sister <laughs> and what their names are. And you realize, yeah. like, my whole life, my actual friends, like, I knew their mom and their grandma and what yeah. street they lived on and their favorite kind of pasta. And, like, we have all these friends that aren't really friends the older we get. And it's kind of weird. And, and so I yeah. do think the level setting and the correction and, and just – this sounds really corny, but the proper classification – in your brain helps because it adjusts your expectations like when you realize like they're not my actual friend you don't really expect certain things from them and when you know they're your friend you can have the proper expectations
2: that's always been really hard for me because I want everyone to always like me because I Mm -hmm. just am a people person and like I just like never want anyone to like Think that you know, even in my text messages, I'm like, "Hi!" Exclamation! Like I never want anyone to think that like I t- like I'm mad or did it it's like <laughs> such a thing. So that's always been like a really hard thing for me to just like let things go. Like if I ever feel that someone is odd towards me, like I always have to bring it up. Like it's just that's
1: you and I are the same that way. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're sensitive.
2: We're very. Sensitive.
1: I, I I'm trying lately to take behaviors that i label a certain way and look at them at a different way i and i started this because a therapist that i'm seeing was doing it with me with Bo, where cutter would call him a follower and i'd say he's very social like mm. he he can ad, he's adaptable he'll play with anyone he knows how to play with anyone so like we were trying to let or like he's hyper. And I say he's enthusiastic. Like we're trying to, sh- to have a different perspective. So I'm actually trying to use that that's on really myself. Cool. As I well. love that.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. shifting.
1: Yeah. just shifting. It's all a shift in perspective. That's all it needs to be because even in our parent teacher conference, I'm so glad like the teacher said to Cutter, like he's, cause Cutter's like, he'll do anything for a laugh. He always wants attention. And she's like, honestly, I think that's a wonderful quality. He's so confident, and he's a magnet. He's like, when he's not here, everyone immediately says, "Where's Bo?" She's like, "That's mm-hmm. a special thing that you would hope your kid would have. He's he's going to do something important one day." And I was like crying. I was like, so happy because sometimes it takes an outside person yes. to tell your partner what did those Cutter things. say. He got quiet. He didn't really say anything. But I know he, that in that moment, he took it in.
2: Yeah. And I, when we left, I said to Cutter, I'm so proud of him. And he said, me too. Do you think, like, why is why is Cutter so fearful about that? It, it, did he, like, growing up as a child, like, was he... Cutter's
1: dad is a particular person, not to get too far yeah. off of here. But, like, you know, was very, like, you don't cry, you don't this, you don't this. And Cutter is not that way. But I think when we parent, we we really see how much we've yeah. taken on of our parents and like God. where we we can correct things that we know we didn't like, but it's like kind of in us. And I think sometimes that shows up
2: yeah. a little bit. Even if we don't want it to.
1: Yes. And yeah. especially that we have two boys, I'm so conscious of reminding him that he is a different father and he is an amazing father, but like he has to like let, Bo be emotional. He has to let, like, I just, I said, I was like, I don't, the talking shit about his personality and this and that, like, has to stop because it needs to be celebrated more. So that's why we're trying to do that shift in perspective stuff. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, um, I really want to talk to you about your advocacy on gun control. And I am a voter because I think these are things that are really important with 2020 upon us for you to maybe help educate some of our moms that, Don't know a lot about these important issues that we should care about as parents. If
2: that's okay, yay. Okay, great. All right, we'll be right back. That's why I'm here. (laughs) No, it's just we
0: can talk about it forever.
2: Okay, so when I got married like a gazillion years ago, I'm just kidding. It was not <laughs> that long ago. Um, I wish I would have used Zola. It um, makes every bride a happier human. I mean, I was not bridezilla, but if I had Zola, I would be like the chillest bride in the world because it really just takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites. And it has the literally the easiest wedding registry. I just did it with my girlfriend who got mm-hmm. engaged and affordable invite suites and so much more.
1: It makes the wedding registry process so much easier and fun. They're the only place where you can register for your honeymoon funds, which is, I think a lot of people are I doing now more that. than like actual like wine glasses. Honey funds yes. is great ideas. Gift cards along with physical gifts. They carry so many of your favorite brands from OXO to Cuisinart to Brooklyn Airbnb couples and guests love the free shipping, smart returns, price matching group gifting and
2: more. Oh my God. There's so much good stuff on this. So you guys, um, Build your free wedding website on Zola and get $50 towards your registry. Just go to Zola.com slash mama and get started today. So go to Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com
1: slash mama.
0: This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna.
1: All right, we're back. Um, Okay, so again, so it's 2020 nears. I mean, we have these issues um, that are scary, and important. Yeah. And that we need to be paying attention to. And, you know, some there's some moms, again, that can feel insecure that they don't know enough about these things that they can really feel powerful if they knew more about. So maybe you can help enlighten us and our listeners.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that obviously there is a lot at stake Um the last couple of years, I think, have been very emotional and very divisive for everyone. And regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, I think most people will relate to the fact that they they do feel like this time feels uncomfortable for them and they have a very hard time finding appropriate role models for their children and again i love politics i don't like the political landscape on either side i Mm -hmm. don't like the way that we are setting role models i don't like this anger and this hostility and this inability to move things forward and i think that was a big problem part of why we decided to launch i'm a voter was was taking away this toxicity around partisan conversations and we never talk about issues we actually don't discuss any political parties we never make it's really this uh, this concept of being a voter should be really a core part of your identity and Mm. participating is cool and and you know taking control of your life local and national is really important for you and Mm -hmm. for your kids and um so we've really tried to make i'm a voter A really personal, really like an identity-driven journey that is also going to help create this aspirational halo for kids, where they can look at other people and be like, "Wow, I want to be a voter too." That looks really cool. You guys are making
2: it cool, which is so amazing. Thank you, because it is cool. You know, I
0: think when you do, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid. Like, we're going to do this whole video series next year about like confessions of a first-time voter because people have all these things. They're scared, and it's just not that scary. Mm -hmm. So, first, I'm going to say everyone should text voter to 26797. Um, that will help them um, make sure they're registered. If I not, did that last year. Th- I, do I remember. It. And I,
2: I always get texts. Yeah. And yeah, it'll
0: help you register. It'll tell you your polling locations. It'll tell yep. you resources where you can learn more about who you should vote for. It will never tell you what to vote for. Um, <laughs> unless, but think, unless
2: you slip in into their DMs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I think that that is Like, you can't march and not vote. Like, you can't be angry and not vote. You can't have all these opinions and Instagram them and tweet things and then not show up and vote, because that is literally the only way you're going to push any of these agendas forward. So um, to me, that's kind of not negotiable. And I think the more we encourage people to participate in that, um, we'll do. Anyone that wants to be a part of I'm a Voter, we will take anything you want to do. We'll partner with anyone who wants to partner with us. So- very informal just DM me. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Amazing.
2: And follow Montana cuz she's an incredible person to follow. I, poli- politics not politics, just thank you. You, you make yeah. it really easy to to yes. you make it really easy to follow. I mean I I, I enjoy it. Thank so. you. And before you
1: continue, I want to say like I always grew up with hearing my mom. So my mom came from Cuba and she always takes such pride in the fact that she can vote. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we take for granted. That people from other countries and, you know, that that lived under different ruling, like, see, like, being here, it's such a privilege to have a voice. And, like you're saying, you can't complain about things and not be part of the action. Well, I'm an immigrant. You know, when
0: we, we came to this country when I was a little under six years old, and I think when you come here from really horrible circumstances, you realize, like, what America is like, what it what it's meant to be, yes. and I think I've always in like West Wing was my favorite show of all time. So like I really romanticized what the Oval Office and and the American government was, and and the freedom and all the things that, it – and then you wake up one day and Miller was my second daughter was a couple months old, and I woke up one day and I turn on my TV and I had like just tuned out the universe as you do mm-hmm. when you have a child, and I see the, the cages. That was the first <sighs> time it was reported. And I'm not kidding you, I got on a plane and just went. I again no, I just could not I was like, there's no way this is real. I have to see this with my own eyes. And that was really what started this wave of activism mm. was like what is happening to this country that I love so much. Mm. And um I think that's also one of the the weird really weird misconceptions that has happened with this administration is like I find immigrants to be the most patriotic people. They're the people that yes. like, love this yes. country because, like, we know how lucky we are to be here. And so that that whole narrative that, that has come about this last few years has just really pissed me off, I guess.
2: Um, there's probably a lot of listeners that will disagree with mm-hmm. what you're saying. I mean, how can we generalize this, this view and just, you know, basically people are going to say, well, I, I trust you know, Trump and what he's doing, and those cages are there for a reason. Like, what can you say to those people to kind of convince them that, you know, president or not, like, this is not normal?
0: I would say go one step below. So you can listen to Trump's tweets, or you can read what every single federal agency and every single news outlet that's actually credible has reported. Um, All of the federal agencies are nonpartisan, and many of them were employed by Trump, and every single one of them has reported what's happened. Um, it, it's not really something that's disputable. He can say right. what he wants to say, right. but this isn't Russia. Like, you don't just listen to what someone tells Me. you is is reality when you know that and it's that's, not. I, that's and that's so, so
2: f- fearful. That, that's what people are doing in my eyes, and that's what's so scary right well, now.
0: Well, I mean, Trump stood there and said, don't believe what you're seeing. I mean, that was like the first thing that every dictator has ever said. Right. So I think that people can love Trump if they want to love Trump. This isn't about Trump. This is so no. much bigger than Trump. But this that's, is what, about, that's what you need to explain I to people Trump's who are in I think Trump's
1: purpose in our history, we will see one day, is that he just exposed a large part. I think we, we were in the Obama years for so many years that we, like you said, romanticized this idea of what we dream America to be. And Trump sort of brought to light what a lot of the reality still is in our country and a lot of what's going on and a lot of these opinions that we are still living with. We're mm-hmm. still living with racism. We're still living with a lot of terrible things that I think we like to believe we're done with. But the problem was that he normalized it. Yes. So
0: before this administration and, – and this isn't a partisan issue. Like I went to the White House to meet George W. Bush and I thought it was the coolest thing in the entire world because he was the president of the United yes. States. And even though I right. didn't agree with a lot of his policies – I knew that he loved America. I mm-hmm. knew that he was patriotic. And I knew he did what he thought was in the best interest of our country. Yes. I do not believe that is the case with Trump because I think he's a con man. And I think most people who have had any interaction with him would agree with that. So I, I think the problem is when you when you look at what's happening with this administration is it, 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 they have normalized hatred and fear mongering and making fun. of He stood there and made fun of someone who was handicapped. Yes. There is no president – of any race, ethnicity, political party that should do that in front of my children. I look at this and, like, that. my daughter saw that. She saw him mock someone who was handicapped. She saw him mock a veteran. She saw him attack, like, senators who were tortured for years abroad. I mean, that I don't care what your beliefs are. You should not be okay with that. As a mm-hmm. representation for your children, yeah. and and we are the leaders of the world, and that is the precedent we're setting for all other countries. And so, the problem is racism has existed. Racism is always going to exist, but we have different mechanisms to deal with that. The problem with with bringing to light the Breitbart's and all these organizations is like, and having Stephen Miller in the White House is you're normalizing this hatred. Mm-hmm. You're making it appear like it's totally
2: normal to make. We took steps backwards. Instead of forward, and I feel like we were getting somewhere before this, and yeah. it just went way back.
0: And we at least kind of knew right and wrong, and people did things that were wrong, but we knew they were wrong. And now we're saying the wrong is right, and I think that was the big distinction. And these young me. kids yes. are
2: copycats; they're they're gonna they're gonna mimic what of you know course. they're saying, and they're gonna say, "Well, Trump's doing it, so why can't I?"
0: So what are so a Oh yes. Go I ahead. Know. Go ahead. Finish. No, you... I was going to bring up mom's demand,
1: but let's. Talk yes, about I'm let's a voter. do mom's demand. Yes, I was going to say, in the vein of, I am a voter and thinking about the, the issues at hand that we really as moms want to focus on and educate ourselves on to vote about um, and consider with candidates. What are some of the most important? So,
0: so I am a voter. Does not condone one way or another right on any issue so separate from i'm a voter i as a human being um have been very supportive of mom's demand action my um my good friend shannon watts was is the founder um and she helped create every town um, she's
2: amazing i saw her speak at your event incredible
0: can you guys have her on yes, yes. We would oh my love god it. yeah
2: really Damn, yeah she should have you put us in touch you, please oh, she'll be her here. i
0: think she's coming next week so okay I'll, I'll oh yeah she out.
2: doesn't live here that's right okay.
0: um but I, I really want you guys to have her on. Um, she was a stay-at-home mom of five, and when she saw Sandy Hook, um, wanted to figure out how to get involved. And she, mad, you know, Mothers Against Drunk yeah. Driving was a really big part of her childhood. And so she went online and tried to find, like, can I join the, the gun equivalent right. of this? Because at the time, the NRA was so big and so scary. Um, and so powerful. And she just researched and didn't find anything. So she was like, okay, I'm going to make a Facebook group. She had 75 friends on Facebook. And it has now oh, grown into – I mean, they outspent the NRA last year. Um, they have more members than the NRA. They have outmaneuvered the NRA. The NRA is collapsing and crumbling, and it's beautiful to watch. Um, they are They are so smart in how they are going – I mean, they have passed – laws in so many different states on so many different issues they are working every single day and these women who are all volunteers Shannon is a full time volunteer has never been paid Um, they are in the front lines they are in courthouses every single day and Shannon's whole thesis I mean her book is called fight like a mother and the whole idea is like if you want shit done give it to women
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: and, you know she always says like women will change the world and so if you give them the power to do it and you 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 know, show them when we started I'm a voter this is how I met Shannon by the way um I was on vacation with my friend Deborah Messing and we d- you know Deborah was like well we should do we should figure out how to get like more boots on the ground like how do we create a local strategy and I was like that's the thing that I can't figure out but I, she's like who do we ask and I was like I mean Shannon Watts is the master at this but how do you talk to Shannon I mean Shannon by the way is my Beyonce like oh my gosh I feel like you're like the your, like, queen, queen the fact that we're friends is still weird for me Oh my God. um and so Deb was like I'll just DM her I don't know and then five days later Shannon called me and she was like so what's this thing we're doing and I was I was like you know my name I just could <laughs> not and she would call and text and check in and respond and her whole every single time was like you got this you were meant to do this you can do this wow. if you don't do it no one else is doing it and she just pushes and mentors women all across this country. She yes, gets women, wow. Lucy McBath, which she got elected, who whose son was killed. Um, she's now a, a, a representative in the, in the House. Um, and you see the work that these women do in in these state legislatures every single day, and they show up for us and to protect us, and it's it's really incredible. Um, so I would say everyone should join Moms Demand Action. And, yes. You know, I they get will, my text. And they'll I do tell too. you like things, and you can also do like if you just had a baby or you don't have to, you know they do this text banking where you can text people and tell them mm-hmm. how to vote and how to how to participate even if they don't have time to go to rallies. But there's so much that everyone can do to support these yes, women, and yes. they are heroes. I just like every time I see these women in the red shirts, I'm like bow down to them. Ugh. Um, and You're, by the way, this is not a divisive issue. 90% of our country wants background checks. This is like... And people yes. act like it's partisan. It is not... Not...
1: Partisan. At, at all.
0: Nobody wants this. Nobody wants... I mean, nobody wants this... The, the, status of the way the guns are being treated right I now. I don't
1: think I've ever been more confused about an argument in my life. Like, how how is this even an argument that people it's would not. have? It's just because the NRA has money. <sighs> and so now, you know, through the
0: work that they are doing, they, they're building more money and they're spending more towards gun safety candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I mean – every town is is pretty moderate they're not taking any extreme positions they are literally fighting for the laws that 90 percent of 87 mm-hmm. percent of nra members or something like that want background checks i right. mean it's not everyone wants background checks yes. it's just that and as shannon will explain because she's going to be on this podcast yeah yes, um is the gun manufacturer and i asked shannon i was like it doesn't make sense she's like mandana the gun manufacturers want to sell more guns that's why they want to arm teachers in school everything comes back to like course they just want to sell more money 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 and money. you're like oh why because you're like why would a home ec teacher have a gun right they, how does how does anyone think that's a good idea she's like they don't they just want to sell them guns and yes. i was like oh okay that makes sense
1: yes uh,
2: they don't care about the consequences no zero
1: <sighs> mandana well i have to say we're well we're not gonna let you go yet because we have shitty mommy but i before we wrap <laughs> this part of it up I want to thank you because you're somebody, me personally, and I'm sure I feel like I could speak to Jenna, like I look up to. I just think you're so accomplished and you're so wonderful and you're so kind and you're such a great person. And to hear that you are not like, I would assume in my head that you were like that Instagram mom that like is strict about different things. Like to have someone that you can look up to that speaks the way you do and is as open and chill about life and and the reality of it all is so refreshing and so wonderful and i hope your platform continues to grow because we need more people like you thank to you look that up to so and thank god you have two daughters because <laughs> you're the type of person that needs to raise women and maybe one of them will be president and yes. he wants to be president there you go and she should
0: Thank you. That really means I way mean, more than you know. I'm
1: And I mean it. Like, I have tears in my eyes because I really, I mean that. I think you're wonderful. So um, we, I hope you are all inspired as we are. And we will be right back with some Shitty Mommy.
0: Oh, hey, it's me, Brad Goreski. You know, author, TV personality, stylist to the stars. I'm so excited to bring you my new podcast, Brad Behavior, on Podcast One.
2: And now just keep in mind, I'm just full on top.
0: <laughs> Selena Gomez. Has seen, seen our dancing videos. Yes. I was like, I have candida. I went to a candida lady. She was prescribing me like all these herbs you that were, were poisoning. They were, <laughs> they were poisoning me. Subscribe now to Brad Behavior on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
1: We're back with some shitty mommy. We're gonna read a listeners first. This is from Jeannie.
2: Shitty mommy!
1: I was nursing my newborn upstairs in my bed and trying to entertain my just-turned-three-year-old. He told me he wanted to put a concert on for me and his baby sister and that he was going downstairs to get his guitar. My baby had just latched on, so I told him to go get the t- guitar and come right back. Sure enough, a few minutes later, he returned with the guitar and put on a lovely ten-minute concert for us. Finished nursing the baby and suddenly started to smell smoke. <gasps> He failed to mention that before grabbing the guitar and coming back upstairs he threw some frozen pancakes into the microwave and set it for 20 minutes. No. The entire kitchen was filled with smoke. He said he was just trying to make us some cookies oh. for the concert. Poor guy. That's not shitty mommy. Oh my That's gosh. That's just trying to get through mommy. But I'm glad so your house is I'm still glad I'm standing. I'm glad it was just some smoke and was able to be uh, all right. Learning. Um Madonna, do you have any shitty mommy stories for I feel like I have so many, so
0: guide me through the right angle. But I, I would say it's, it's like there's no right embarrassing or wrong. ones for me are just always centered on me doing too many things at one time. So literally last – like two weeks ago, they just allowed my daughter because she started kindergarten. And so now we can do like the drop-off. Where you oh, yes. Because before, we had to walk her in. And so yeah. I was like, okay, Andy, we're going to do this. It's going to be amazing. And I was also on a conference call, which I shouldn't have been on. But we were like driving through the thing. And then Andy was like – freaked out was just I'm not getting out of the car and I'm like Andy you gotta get out of the car and I, I had to run to another meeting and of course I'm like dressed and I'm wearing eight inch heel you know the whole thing <laughs> of course of course. and I'm like Andy get out of the car Andy get out of the car she would not get out of the car she was screaming all the moms are staring at me and I'm like I can't believe this is happening so then they keep ushering me to keep driving through I drive through I drive over all the cones <laughs> And then they're like, pull over, pull over. So I pull over. Andy's screaming. Are they at the same school now? No. Miller's okay. in like um, portable classrooms. So is Jack. Oh, Andy yeah. Oh, yeah, is young. screaming bloody murder. I get out. There's a cone stuck in my tire. <laughs> oh, my I am God. In literally seven inch heels. Are you dripping flat? Are you sure? This is okay. a scene okay. out
1: of Big Little Lies. Yes, right and we're
0: pulling out the cone out of my car. Like three of the dudes who I don't know <laughs> who are wearing the orange vest are trying <laughs> yes. to help me. I then get black tire marks all over my pants oh. and he's still screaming so that was that week that was also the same week that I like was trying to get my daughter in the car trying to tell my other daughter what to do left my sunroof open put my iced coffee oh on the my top god. it literally fell through the sunroof all over me and Andy on no. the way to school. So you, you need to write
2: there. this shit down it's
0: that's so awesome and do and these were
2: great it. stories I just
0: have so many of these embarrassing like I, I don't know,
2: but like, oh my no, god, god. That well, is those were great. So well we'll funny. have you back again and you can share <laughs> the other ones <laughs>
1: Thank you so much you for guys. being with us. I'm so happy. I I'm feel so like happy. the last time I saw you was when we were in the parking lot. I was leaving my yes, OB. Yes, yes, you have yes, your yes, pediatrician yes. there, right? Yes, yes. And yes. I saw Miller in the car seat being like, who is that gorgeous blue-eyed baby? Clearly not my child. Same with Jack. He's blonde, blue-eyed. Who is he? I don't, I don't know. It's not
0: I mean, I'll keep her. I love her so much, right. but she's definitely not. <laughs> I
1: They're
2: both so beautiful.
1: Um, all right, Thank mamas, you. we're going to leave you with a mama said that Jenna and I just learned the oh, other day from our friend one. Robin McGraw. She said, Mama said, all dads to the left because mama is always right. See you later, How good guys. is that? Cute. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bayquat. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode
2: of Mama Said. They are Feels. Become a member and get 50% off by going to feels.com/mama
1: Privé Reveaux. Get 15% off your first order at
2: prframes.com and use promo code Mama15. Zola. Build your free wedding website and get $50 towards your registry at zola.com mama. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode.